Welcome to the Couples Healing Podcast, where you'll get the tools for him to overcome his addiction, for her to find healing from the pain that it causes her, and for you to heal your relationship and come back together. I hope that you enjoy and subscribe. Hey everyone, I first wanna jump in and say thank you for the people who have left reviews recently. I really, really do appreciate the time that you guys take in doing this. It helps tremendously to let other people know about the podcast. That's one of the ways that iTunes can rank podcasts is getting reviews. And so truly my goal is to get this out to as many people as possible and give as much value as I possibly can. So thank you for those of you who have done that. For those of you who have listened who haven't done that quite yet, if you're open to it, I would super appreciate whether you just click, uh, you know, drop your thumb on whatever star you feel like it deserves or adding a couple of sentences with how this might have helped you just helps other people find this. And so this actually leads me to the episode, which uh, when new people do find it, sometimes they have questions. And I always love being able to hear from listeners. Sometimes people email me, uh, they ask questions, they post on different you know, Instagram videos or Facebook videos. And so I want to respond to a question today that I think will be valuable for both the husband and the wife. The question is, how do you guard yourself against temptation? And then the next part that I actually added was, how can she help in this? Because I know women oftentimes feel powerless and don't know what to do. How can they support? What is their role in all of this? I have a couple of different thoughts that I want to share in hopes that this will be helpful so you guys can implement this again this week. My my goal is to give you guys actionable tools each episode. So to lead this off, unfortunately, I think people learn to become afraid of their sexuality. When really, in and of itself, sex, our sex drive, sexuality, desire, that is all a good thing in and of itself. If you're a Christian, most Christians believe that it's God-given, it's divine. Uh, if not, it's it's natural, right? It's, it's, bo- it's an inborn, it's a part of I- our identity for a reason. It's there to create families to strengthen relationships, strengthen marriages. There's, of course, physical pleasure and satisfaction that comes with sexual intimacy. So the problem isn't that drive. The problem is when it's misused. It's when it's misdirected. That's when it causes harm. And so oftentimes men will develop a lot of shame around their sexuality, which unintentionally causes many more issues. It's so important first for me to say that There is no need for shame when you feel a physical desire or an urge for a sexual release. It's completely normal. It's a good thing that we have this desire within us. And it is in with it. It's within all of us, male, female, everybody. And it's good. It's okay. It's normal. And so again, I just want to emphasize how critical it is to first recognize that our sexuality is not the enemy. And I know that so often both men and women develop this fear around that. And understandably so, I get why, right? It's caused, when it's misused, it's caused a lot of damage. But recognizing there's two different elements in that. It's the drive, which is good and normal. So it's okay if you feel a desire for sexual intimacy or a sexual release. The, the second element, though, is how do you channel that energy? What are you then doing with the energy? How are you acting on it? And that's where I think it can be misused and, of course, cause damage. But other times it's used in a way that it's designed to. It builds a relationship. It strengthens marriages. Again, there's a physical element to it, of course. But doing it in a way that's healthy, in a way that bonds you and connects you to your spouse, that's all good and that's there for a reason. So when I work with men, when they reach out and they ask for help and I start working with them in a a counseling or a coaching setting, one of the things that I really like to teach them 
is to, instead of putting a lid on their desires, which is so often what they learn, whenever they get this feeling, this urge, this temptation, as what they call it as a temptation, right? I think even within that, the language matters, right? If you're, if you're feeling a temptation, are you simply just feeling se- sexual desire or is there an urge to watch pornography? Is there a temptation to look at something or to misuse that energy? I think there's a difference in that. And so often when people discover or rather describe this feeling of an urge or a sexual desire, the thing that I really encourage them to do in the beginning, especially, is to figure out where is that coming from? Instead of avoiding it and immediately putting a label on it as this is bad, I shouldn't be feeling this, that does you a disservice in the healing process. So the, the urge or the sexual desire comes from one of two different places and where it comes from matters because that then reveals how do you navigate it. It's almost like if you go to the doctor and you say, I've got a cough. Well, okay, that could be a symptom of, you know, 50 different things. So asking more questions to understand where is the cough coming from? Because once you realize, oh, it's a lung issue, there's certain medicine for your lungs. Or if you realize that it's, you know, something else, I don't know, I guess I can't tell you all that. I don't know all the underlying reasons why somebody would have a cough, but you get the idea, right? There's different approaches depending on what the symptom is revealing, what the root of that is. And so it is with this. Whenever we have a physical urge, it's coming from one of two places. Number one, it can be just a normal physical urge and that's it. It can just be a physiological response to a visual trigger or a memory or a thought, a conversation, It could just be a physical drive, right? Just like hunger, we feel that pang of hunger. It's no different with sexuality. We feel these physical drives because again, that's that's by design. That's there for a reason. And so sometimes just out of nowhere, you're going to feel something. And again, first to reiterate what I said earlier, all of that is okay. It's okay to have a physical drive. It's okay if you notice this, uh, an arousal based on something that you see or hear That's all automatic. We can't control that. And again, it's not bad. And I think that's where people sometimes have this fear is when they feel that drive or that urge, they demonize it. It becomes the enemy, which causes a tremendous amount of problems because this drive doesn't go away. And so it comes from either that place. It's just a normal response or number two, it's the brain's way of coping with negative emotions based on conditioning. So often men over the course of their lifetime, the average age of exposure to pornography is between 9 and 11 years old. And so if at an early age, a man is exposed to pornography, it becomes a coping mechanism for him over time. It develops into a habit. And so some of the time with an an underlying reason why a man will feel a physical or a a sexual desire or arousal is because the brain has learned that when you're in pain, if you're feeling low self-worth, if you're feeling anxious or depressed or uneasy or bored, the brain has learned to pair that feeling with sexual arousal. And so just kind of, I mentioned this in a, in a recent episode, is either the last one or the one before that, this idea of like Pavlov's dogs, where he conditions the dogs to have a physical response to a bell that was totally neutral. So when we have an, a, a, an emotion that hurts, that's neutral, right? It's not It's not a bad thing to have a sad feeling. It's not a bad thing to feel stress. However, if through conditioning, 
you train yourself to get out of that feeling by misusing your sexual desires, the brain will start to link those together. And if through lots of repetition, or rather when there's been a lot of repetition, it becomes an automatic response. That's why people develop a habit. It's an automatic reaction because of lots and lots of repetition. So that's the second place that these physical drives or desires, sexual arousal can come from, is the brain has learned, oh, if I'm feeling bad, I can just cope in this way. So it's symptomatic that there's an underlying feeling that needs attention. So I want to go a little further into both of these and then share with you after this how you and your spouse, if your wife listening to this, how do you guys both come together? If you're a husband, how can you include your wife in this in a way that feels productive and meaningful? So going back to the first one, if it's a normal urge, so let's say, okay, I, I remember working with a client one time and he said that sometimes he'd be watching TV or you know just doing something and then a commercial would pop up with a woman on it and there would it would spark that that would be this visual cue that would spark the beginnings of arousal and then he had learned to fear his sexuality so he felt immediately felt fear and shame and he would beat himself up and he would say to himself if i'm getting triggered right now and if i'm struggling with this then i must not be doing very well in my process i must not actually be making that much progress and so when we would have these conversations in session together, one of the things that I wanted to share with him is for him, it was actually helpful to use different language. So instead of this word of being triggered, he started to replace that with just noticing sexual arousal or sexual energy. Because for him, he had equated this idea of trigger with now I'm like, I'm, I'm still struggling with this habit and I'm not making progress. So we simply switched the language in the beginning. So if that helps you, great. You can use that. If it doesn't, that's fine too. But the idea is we want to take away the negativity around that because there's nothing wrong with noticing your body is responding in a sexual way. You didn't cross any lines because your body responded automatically like that. Again, that's how it's designed. The decision point though is when you notice that sexual energy, what do you do with that? It's there again to be used at the right time and in the right way. So if it's not the right time and it's going to be channeled in a way that's not in alignment with your values, then you don't have to act on that. You don't have to do anything with these urges that you feel. And simply as he started to learn to just recognize, oh, my body's responding in this way. That's okay. I don't need to do anything with this. There's nothing bad about me for feeling this. It started to reduce the shame that he felt which helped him in a significant way because the less shame he felt, the faster those feelings came and went. They didn't linger. He didn't beat himself up. It didn't amplify the shame that he felt, or rather it didn't amplify the desire that he felt because shame will do that. The worse you feel, again, through lots of repetition and conditioning, the brain has learned, oh, if I feel really, really bad, then there's an outlet for this. There's a way for me to get out of this. And of course, it causes a lot of damage when somebody acts on that in a way that's out of alignment with, again, the, the goals of the relationship and their own values. So for him, it was tremendously helpful to first recognize, hey, it's okay if I'm feeling this sexual energy. There is nothing wrong with me for that. And so if that's the case, again, under this like category of if it's just a normal urge, a physical drive or desire, there's not, there's two things that can help you. Number one, which we just touched on, it's normalizing the feeling. It's releasing the shame. And then number two, 
It's allowing the feeling to be there and allowing it to come and go instead of putting a lid on it and pushing it away. So how do you do that? So this whole idea of mindfulness is really, really important because you don't need to demonize it. You don't need to push it away and say, oh, I, I shouldn't listen or you know, I shouldn't feel these things like this is bad. This is wrong. Is simply recognizing, oh, there's just this energy here and that's okay. I don't have to do anything with this. That's the whole idea of mindfulness. It's another word for saying there's, there's an awareness that's there. You simply become aware that you feel sexual energy. And in that moment, again, you have this decision point. Instead of putting a lid on it or demonizing it, or the other decision point is I can indulge in this and fantasize and lust after this image, which of course doesn't work. That's, the, that's an outward focus. So the other decision, there's like three forks in the road here. You make it wrong and feel bad. You indulge and feel bad. Or the third one is you simply become aware of it and focus your attention inward. So what that looks like is when you notice your body is responding in that way, all you need to do is a, it's to direct your attention to the sensation that you feel physically. Because when you notice your physical, you know, whether there's a tension in your chest or you feel adrenaline or your heart rate increases or there's, you know, like a, a lightness there or whatever, however you feel physiological desire or arousal, however you feel that energy in your body, the goal, the best case scenario is to just normalize it. And then number two, notice it. Because as you notice it, you're not then amplifying it by continuing to think about it. Because continued thought and fantasy and lust and lingering, all that does is amplifies the feeling. Rather, when you just simply notice it. So even like, I'll, I'll walk you through a little 15 seconds right now. I want you to just do a quick little scan in your body. As you're listening to this, just notice what, do you, what are the physical sensations that are happening in your body right now? Is there any heaviness in your shoulders? I'm at the computer all day, right? I'm just, I'm slumped over. My, my shoulders are high. I feel this tension in my shoulders right now as I'm talking to you right now. There's a little bit of tingling there. If I scan down and notice my chest, I feel like a warmth there. I feel good. There's just like a fullness there. And so as you're paying attention to your body, what are you noticing? Noticing the weight. If you're sitting down, the weight of your legs on the chair. Just doing that scan. And notice as you're paying attention to your body, if your attention is on your body, it's not on your thoughts, which is the purpose of this exercise. Because when you get this sexual energy in your body, and it's, it's activated by a visual cue, a memory, or a, just a physical response, physical drive in and of itself. The idea, most of the time what happens is we continue to watch what's on the screen of our mind. We're so lost in our head all the time. Whether it's with sexual related things or not, we're constantly thinking and ruminating and replaying the past, thinking about the future, when really none of that is happening in the moment, what's happening in the moment is what you feel in your body right now. And so if you simply direct your attention to your body, it takes you out of your thoughts 
and allows then the feeling to just show up in your body and then eventually it dissipates. Again, there's a, I mentioned this in prior episodes. There's a Harvard trained, uh, she works, she's a, a professor at Harvard. Her name is Jill, Dr. Jill Bolt Taylor. She said that feelings only last for 90 seconds in the body. And that's important because when you don't continually feel those feelings through your thoughts and you do what we're just describing right now, right? Your attention is just on the sensations. The feelings dissipate after 90 seconds. So if it's just a normal physical urge, it's fine. It can be there. You allow it to be there. You don't have to act on it. You can just notice it, notice where you feel it, allow that thought to dissipate along with the feeling by just paying attention to the physical sensations. So again, I hope that's helpful as a couple of different strategies that you can implement instead of making yourself feel bad because you're noticing sexual energy. The number two, going back to the number two category, it's if it's the brain's way of coping with the negative emotion, the key is to actually befriend these triggers, befriend them and understand them. The people that I work with who are most successful in the process get really, really good at identifying when they feel an urge and identifying where it's coming from. What underlying emotion is driving this? I have a, st- a client that I worked with who reported back during the week. So we talked about this in session. I helped him walk him through these different processes to help him with this. And then the next session we follow up and he's like, I had the craziest experience. I felt I, you know, out of nowhere, it seemed in the beginning, you didn't, you know, you, you don't, the awareness develops as you think about it. So he's just like, I, you know, kind of out of nowhere, I just felt this urge. It was so powerful. I wanted to go back into this old habit. I wanted to go watch pornography, but I did what we talked about. I just stepped back and reflected on why do I feel this? What What's driving this? And what he discovered was that he felt this anxiety as he did this body scan that I just shared with you a minute ago. He felt this anxiety in his chest. And when he felt that, he thought, where is this coming from? What's this about? And then he reflected on what happened earlier that day. And he had a conversation with his wife that he didn't quite feel resolved about. He felt this anxiety that things were still tense between them and that the relationship was in a rough spot. He wasn't quite sure where she was. And there was a lot of fear that had been building up around the disconnection that they'd felt. And he recognized in that moment, that's exactly where this comes from. I do not feel a resolution with my wife. I feel unsettled. I'm a little bit afraid about where we are. I don't like being in a, in a fight with her. I don't like feeling disconnected. And so we recognized that that's where the anxiety was from. And that was the root cause in that moment. That was the root of why he felt this urge. So instead of doing what he had done in the past, which is acting on it, and not looking at it and not exploring and paying attention to it. He's just like, I just feel this urge. Okay, I'm going to go do it. He reflected. He became clear about what it, what it was. And the resolution came when he went back to his wife and had a conversation with her and said, are we okay? I'm feeling anxious right now. I'm feeling a little bit of fear and distance because I don't know where that conversation ended off. And I want to make sure that we're good. And as he responded to that feeling in that way. She was like, thank you for telling me I'm feeling okay. Like there's nothing wrong. I'm not mad at you. Like I just had to rush off because I had to run off and get the kids somewhere or whatever. I can't remember whatever she said, but she was like, I'm, I'm totally good. Like, thank you for telling me, like I'm feeling close to you. And as that conversation happened, it only took what, two minutes, but 
the moment that they had the conversation and there was a sense of closure for him, it immediately released the urge that he felt to watch pornography because he dealt with the reason why it was happening. And so this is the key takeaway is that whenever you notice something, whenever you notice this sexual energy, my encouragement to you is to take a step back and reflect on where is this coming from? Is this just a regular physical urge that I don't need to feel bad about? You don't need to feel bad about it either way, whether it's in category number one or number two, but is is this just a normal urge? And if so, okay, let me just recognize the feeling in my body, allow the thought, allow the feeling to just dissipate as I watch it. And it's okay. I don't need to linger on this. It's okay for me to have this emotion and I don't need to act on it. That's no big deal. Or number two, the other takeaway is exploring, okay, if it is being driven by a desire to escape, what am I trying to get away from? And so the last part of what I want to share with you is how do you both, you and you as partners, as spouses, how do you work together in this? Because almost every woman I talk to, they want more information, not less. And sometimes they just don't know how to have a conversation together. The husband isn't sure what to share. In the past, when he's told his wife, hey, I'm really, I'm really triggered and tempted right now. She then doesn't know what to do. And so I want to share with you, what's the best conversation to have? It's not that one, by the way. It's not, hey, honey, I'm really triggered right now. I'm really tempted. Because number one, you're not addressing the reason why it's happening. And number two, there's nothing she can do about that. She can't make you not be tempted. So as we kind of link this to the broader picture here, how do you guard yourself against temptation? I think it's uh, the question in in and of itself is a bit of a different one that we're, it's, Framing that in a way is it it's it almost demonizes temptation, right? It only it demonize that's why I wanted to share with you some background here. The original question is how do I guard myself against temptation? It feels like this energy of like I've got a I've got a I'm I'm in a fight. And I don't really I, the, the clients that I find who do really, really well release the idea of the battle. They release the idea of enemy and fighting and tension and conflict and pushing away the tug of war. So I wanted to use the phrasing that he said in the question, but give you a new way of looking at this. Instead of saying, how do I fight against this temptation? It's just, how do I notice and what do I do with the sexual energy that I feel? How do I channel that in a productive way? How do I harness that? How do I allow myself to be a human being with those feelings without feeling afraid? So I hope as we've talked about this, it becomes clear that that's, these are the couple of ways that you can do that. So what do you do together? The best conversation, the most effective conversation I think couples can have is not to say, I'm really tempted, is to say, honey, I'm feeling anxious right now. Just like what I shared in the second, you know, just a couple of minutes ago with that client, he noticed he felt an urge, but he explored it's coming from fear and anxiety related to the relationship. So that's the share that I would encourage you to have. That's the conversation. Because if you say, honey, I'm really anxious, I'm feeling unsettled because of how we left off can we talk? Now there's tons of options that you guys have in the relationship together because then you can clarify, then you can reassure, then you can say, yeah, I, you know, I'm not feeling the wife, you know, wife might say, I'm, you're right. I, I also feel that too. I don't feel like we found some closure yet. I would like to talk about this further. And here are my concerns. Here are my questions. What are your thoughts? What do you, how do you feel about that? Now you can create closure in a way that you never can when you simply say, I'm really triggered right now, I'm really tempted. So the more you can come together in the relationship, I think it is just such a, 
It's such an underutilized resource for people. So if you're in a relationship with a spouse or a romantic partner, this is one of the biggest sources of being able to work through these underlying feelings. If you're not married or in a relationship, that's okay too. It's the same, it's literally the same process. You just do it with somebody that's close in your life. You have a relationship with a friend or a parent or a family member. It's the same exact process. It's working through these underlying feelings in a way that brings closure so that you're making progress and not feeling bad about your sexuality. Again, I think it's easy for a husband and a wife both to feel that fear and I understand why. I hope today as we've described how you can navigate this differently, it starts to maybe soften that it's okay to feel that energy. Now you have more productive ways of dealing with it or navigating it as you've hopefully have heard these stories and heard these different tools that you can implement. So that would be my encouragement this week is to when you notice these desires, these urges, these these feelings, this energy, know that it's okay and then start to explore in the ways that we just outlined so that you can navigate this in a way that actually feels good and helps you to find some resolution. Okay, I hope that was helpful. And for any of the men who are listening, I want to invite you to join if you're looking for some extra support and tools and help implementing these uh, tools and strategies so you can fully overcome pornography so that it doesn't have to follow you around anymore. Go ahead and go to uh, www.facebook.com groups slash tools to quit and the link is going to be here in the show notes as well so i look forward to watching you guys make progress and really overcome this addiction get this problem out of your life restore your relationship so you can actually move forward and leave all of this behind you in a way that there's actually closure <laughs>